Ой, дівчина по рибі ходила, в зеленому гаю заблудила. А я чорня манічки не спала, нічки не спала, з долею уяла. А я чорня манічки не спала, нічки не спала, з долею уяла. Ой, козачі молодих утяю, тихіть мене зеленого гаю. А я чорня манічки не спала, нічки не спала, з долею Edmonton, Alberta, that was UB from their CD Homebrew, and a song about a girl picking mushrooms. Dobry večer, šanovni radio suhočita, vitaju vas vsih na radio peredaču Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, kotra podeti vam, jak svičajno, što subote o šosti hodeni, na bahatumovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni, Pavlina Demčuk-Makvari, djakuju što ve bile suhočama srednji večeri, tariša lepar buta zimnoju nastupnu hodenu, me majmo dožici kavi novene na srednjišnji programi. Hello there and welcome to Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB, Vancouver. I'm your host, Paula Demchuk-McQuarrie, Pokerinska Pavlina, and I am delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. Today we have Jewish Heritage, which takes a look at a different type of tourism. As well, Kanishka Corner with a book review, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a Ukrainian folk group, or folk rock group, I guess, from Poland. They're called Horpina. Here they are with the classic Ukrainian folk song, Pied Manula, Pied Vela, You Deceived Me. <laughs> Разом поварви 
Since 1963, the Shochenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage to benefit all Canadians. By the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shochenko Foundation has been funding fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. Our Legacy, Your Tomorrow is the Shochenko Foundation's first major capital fundraising campaign, and listeners of this program are encouraged to support the Foundation's efforts to increase funding for artists, organizations, and initiatives in education, cultural heritage, and community development. You can make a lasting impact on the community by helping the Foundation's Our Legacy, Your Tomorrow campaign meet its fundraising goal of $20 million. For donation options, visit OurLegacyYourTomorrow.com. For more information about the programs supported by the Foundation, visit ShochenkoFoundation.ca. Don't miss the 5th Annual Babas and Borscht Ukrainian Festival, August 26th and 27th in Lamont, Alberta. A new location, but all the same family fun, food, and festivities. Music jam, performances, kids' activities, Borscht cook-off, Baba's Bazaar, cultural demonstrations, workshops, and more. Festival admission is free. Zabava tickets are $50 and include a Ukrainian feast, Cheremosh dancers, Zemlya vocal trio, and dancing to Trimbita dance band. Details at babasandborscht.ca. Shit. 
Finno-Ukrainian folk song performed by Luhansky Kozakia. That was Hey Vedno Solo, Hey There is a Village. And um, Solo is where there's a fantastic uh, Ukrainian festival going on in the heart of Canada in Dauphin, Manitoba, just outside the city at their Solo. And uh, some of the artists that will be appearing there are Trimbita and Sluhai. We have two songs uh, uh, by those two groups for you coming up next. Um, Trimbita is from Edmonton, Sluhai is from Winnipeg. And here they are now, Trimbita with Yuki Greek Wedding, followed by Sluhai with Oipoyichau Nash Ivan. There went our Johnny. Trimbita and Sluhai.
for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Peter Bager. Let's take a moment to consider dark tourism. The concept is elastic and quite multifaceted, and it has a distinguished historic pedigree. Evidently, there are assertions that Thomas Cook, yes, the Thomas Cook that founded the famous International Travel Agency, took people to see public hangings in England with some of his very first tour groups in the 19th century. And there is even an academic institute for dark tourism in England that promotes ethical research research into a social scientific understanding of sites of death and disaster, and how these sites have or can become tourist sites, whether appropriate or inappropriate. The world offers so many options for dark tourism. The horrifying, like now visitor throng concentration camps. The easily accessible, like Ground Zero at the 9-11 memorials in Lower Manhattan. 
the far-flung and harder to reach, like the haunting ruins of lovely ancient Armenian churches in the isolated reaches of what is now northeastern Turkey. Reflecting on those ruins also brings up uncomfortable questions on what happened to those people who once worshipped in those churches. Reflecting on those ruins also brings up uncomfortable questions on what happened to those people who once worshipped in those churches. There is also the edgy. People are usually impressed when you've told them you were able to tour the radioactive zone around Chernobyl. Which brings us to the endless supply of dark tourist sites in Eastern Europe, and specifically Ukraine. The first edition of Ruth Ellen Gruber's book, Jewish Heritage Travel, A Guide to Eastern Europe, was published 25 years ago. This was the first, and is still considered the most complete Jewish travel guide to the region. Gruber has tracked Jewish cultural developments in Europe for three decades and writes often on Jewish heritage, revival, and tourism in post-communist Europe. In her 2012 book, Virtually Jewish, Reinventing Jewish Culture in Europe, she used the term, quote, virtually Jewish, unquote, to describe the way so-called, quote, Jewish space, unquote, in Europe is often filled by non-Jews. When Gruber began her work back in 1989, almost any visit to a Jewish heritage site could be considered a form of dark tourism. But she has carefully noted the evolution of this tourism and what is happening today. Gruber believes there have been dramatic changes. There are still many neglected ruins. Many sites and experiences remain deeply troubling and tragic. But so much more new information is now available. Scholars, governments, tour guides, and cultural and heritage entrepreneurs have opened up tremendous new travel opportunities. Gruber has been traveling and lecturing in Ukraine, most recently at the Center for Urban History of East Central Europe in Lviv. She spoke on the changes in Jewish heritage travel over the last 25 years. Gruber also visited Jewish heritage sites in more than 10 towns in Lviv to observe conditions and note changes. She coordinates the website www.jewishheritageeurope.eu that recently reported new developments in the town of Brody. In 1939, Jews made up around 10,000 of the 18,000 people who live there. Fewer than 100 are believed to have survived the Holocaust. The historic fortress synagogue in the town, built in the 1740s, was heavily damaged in the Second World War. The ruins have towered over the market square in the center of town for decades. Recently, new signage in Ukrainian and English has been installed at the site to describe the building and explain the important Jewish history of the town. A tourist brochure on Jewish Brody has also been published and can be downloaded. This is all part of a now larger effort to highlight the town's multicultural history, a history previously ignored. These initiatives are part of a project carried out by the NGO CRAI, or LAND. They are within the framework of CHOICE, Cultural Heritage Opportunity for Improving Civic Engagement. This is a broader project funded by the European Union and the Association of Local Democracy Agencies of France. But Gruber sees long-term preservation of the ruins as an issue that will have to be eventually considered. Ruth Ellen Gruber's long-term monitoring of Jewish heritage travel in Eastern Europe reveals the complex and often still unresolved issues surrounding memory and appropriate commemoration. And she reminds us that increasingly mainstream travel itineraries will bring visitors to reflect on, as she writes, the dark with the destination. This has been Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. From San Francisco, I'm Peter Baker. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. 
Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. Слухайте радіо передачу Наш Голос Радіо Кримського Коріння на багатомовній радіостанції CHMB AM 1320 у місті Ванкувері. Говорить Павлина. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina.
and popular Ukrainian songstress Oksana Bilazir with a traditional Ukrainian welcoming song, Green Grows Their Eye, Oi Zelenei Zheto. And before them, you heard Michael Alpert and Julian Katasti, a Ukrainian-Jewish duo who have recorded um, and actually produced a, an interesting cross-cultural project called Night Songs from a Neighboring Village. And uh, this that song prior to this one you just heard is from that album. And it's a medley of uh, Yiddish and Ukrainian folk songs that sound have very similar melodies. <laughs> and uh, the Yiddish was Siz Galiman, and the Ukrainian was... W- Ukrainian one was Ususi Dachatabila, uh, The Neighbor's White House, which is actually a song that I remember my grandmother singing when I was a very young child. Well, coming up next, speaking of neighbors and green rye growing and all that sort of thing um, and festivals, <laughs> probably at any Ukrainian festival you'll find uh, this particular dish the ubiquitous pierogi, and here is High Profile from Winnipeg now singing their version of Iserum Pereja Cottage Cheese Pierogies. Oh, 
chula, 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 te Tus brazos a Priscilla, nas vixi perroje Chula, 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 te Yuchaya, hoseluya, a tingis perroje to Knishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English. On this edition of Knishka Corner, we look at two books by Saskatchewan author Larry Varvaruk. Broko's Amazing Journey traces the incredible journey of a sheepdog named Brovko from his home in Ukraine all the way to Saskatchewan. In this companion volume, to Andre and the Snowwalker, Varvaruk once again explores the life of Ukrainian-Canadian pioneers at the beginning of the 20th century. This time, he tells this story from the perspective of a dog. In Andre and the Snowwalker, Varvaruk's hero is 12-year-old Andre Baida. As the novel begins, it is the first day of April 1900, and Andre's family is leaving their home in the Ukrainian village of Zapokruke in Horodenka province. Before leaving, Guido Danilo receives a mysterious gift from his holy man, Skomar. It is the Scythian cup, a relic of the people of ancient Ukraine, and its magic gives Andre visions. The family's journey takes them to a homestead near Batosh, Saskatchewan. Andre works hard to build a new life and even takes on a job at the neighboring farm owned by Mr. Kuzik. He dreams of one day owning Kuzik's beautiful colt, Viter. Andre befriends Chai Pete, a young Métis, who tells him about the Snowwalker, a mysterious local man living alone in the woods. When Andre is lost in a terrible blizzard with Viter, he must rely on his own resources to survive. What role will the mysterious cup play? Will the Snowwalker help him? You'll have to read the book to find out. In Broko's amazing journey, Varvaruk's hero is Brovko, Andre's dog left behind in Ukraine. After the Baida family leaves, Brovko dreams of one day reuniting with his master, Andre. He is content as long as Tekla cares for him, but when she decides to travel to Canada as well, Brovko hatches a plan to follow, all the way to Canada. With the help of a magic collar given to him by the village holy man, Brovko can now see the unseen, so that he can return the golden clap to its rightful place in Ukraine. In a truly amazing narrative, Varvaruk describes Broko's travels on a train to Hamburg as the guide dog of a kobzar, on a ship across the ocean, on a train across Canada to Winnipeg, and finally on a treacherous journey through the Canadian wilderness. Broko's heroic determination makes this an unforgettable tale. Despite being separated by an 11-year publication gap, Varvaruk's two novels provide a wonderful window into the life of Ukrainian pioneers in Saskatchewan. Andre and the Snowwalker gives readers the perspective of a young man facing the challenges of a new life far away from his tiny Ukrainian village. Andre faces the isolation and physical challenges of a Canadian homestead as he learns new skills and adapts to a new culture. His friendship with Chai Pete, a young Métis, teaches him a great deal about his new environment and Canadian history. Andre's mystical connection to his grandfather's cup also leads him to a unique association with the Snowwalker. Even though Brovko's Amazing Journey revisits Andre's story, this novel can definitely stand on its own. Told from the perspective of a dog, 
Readers will be fascinated by how resourceful and intelligent Brovko is. Varvaruk has captured the canine spirit in a very believable and interesting way. Varvaruk definitely grew as a writer during the 11 years between these two volumes. Broko's amazing journey is shorter, but very well written. It will definitely appeal to young readers. Andre and the Snowwalker was an interesting story with many different threads. Immigration, Ukrainian history, life in a multi-generational family, homesteading, Aboriginal culture and history, and Scythian mysticism. While Broko's Amazing Journey touches on all these issues, the novel is much more concise. The story is reminiscent of Sheila Burnford's iconic novel, The Incredible Journey. Born in Regina, Larry Varvaruk was a teacher and principal in central Saskatchewan for many years. He was very active in community theatre and was the lead editor of the popular Saskatchewan literary anthology, Sundog Highway. His previous books have included The Ukrainian Wedding, Bone Coulee, and The Rope of Time. Andre and the Snowwalker was a finalist for the 2006 Kobzara Literary Award. Broko's Amazing Journey was to be Larry's last book, since he passed away on June the 29th, 2017. Larry was a powerful voice in the Ukrainian-Canadian community, and he will be missed. Broko's Amazing Journey and Andre and the Snowwalker are available at Chapters and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
experimental group from Ukraine called Troya Zilia, which means three herbs, and that is an offshoot of the Cherry Band. And they hail from Ukraine. I had the good fortune to meet them in Lviv back in November of 2014. And coming up next, something a little more traditional, at least to the Canadian prairies. Here is the By Request Band from Steinbeck, Manitoba with the Honeysuckle Waltz. Best in Ukrainian programming, tune in to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio in Vancouver every Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on AM 1320 CHMB and streaming at am1320.com, live in Nanaimo Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM and online at chly.ca and elsewhere in the world on the PCJ Radio Network on AM, FM, shortwave, and satellite radio. In between broadcasts, you can find us online at www.nashholos.com, where you can get podcast links to all three editions of the show. As well, make sure to follow Nash Holos on Twitter, and please like our Facebook page, and do follow our blog. Kto sovista nemaya 
toi i pravda niznaye, and our proverb of the week translates as, He who has no conscience knows not truth. And with that, we've come to the end of our program. To wrap things up, we have Romko from Edmonton, Alberta, with Canada's National Kolomeka. I'm Pavlina, on behalf of all of us here at Nash... What the heck? I'm Pavlina, on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening, and Dobranich. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.